Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to What Culture Wrestler and myself, Andrew Pollard. Be sure to like, subscribe, comment, follow, all of that good stuff. But most importantly, as you can see today, we have Mr. Eric Young with us to talk, well, all things Impact. Most importantly, to talk about all things Slammiversary, live on Fight TV on Sunday, the 19th of June, going after the, the world title that you've held twice before, of course, for Mr. Josh Alexander. So, EY, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fine. Thanks. Um, again, thanks for coming and giving us some time to talk to us. Um, a busy man doing lots of interviews, I'm sure, ahead of that uh, that fight against the walking weapon. Uh, what can we expect from this? Because from what I gather, yourself and Josh Alexander have only been in the ring once together, which was the recent six man, which obviously violent by design were victorious because they always are. Um, how, yeah, what, what can we expect from this one on one match for yourself and Josh? Yeah, I mean it's an interesting story because I mean the reality is is our our paths are are very linear and very similar. Uh both grew up and born and raised in southwestern Ontario. Um both short fat kids <laughs> growing up uh crazy wrestling fans. And I was kind of winding down my independent career and moving uh to Nashville to to pursue impact and TNA and he was just kind of starting. Um, so, you know, I, and we had crossed paths a few times when he was young, but we have never, ever wrestled, uh, been on several shows together, but never wrestled, never shared a ring before. Um, you know, I think Josh would say, you know, I'm, you know, uh, a person that kind of, you know, uh, laid a path for him, not that other people hadn't did it, but, you know, he was wrestling with people that broke in with me and would, you know, go to shows that I was on and I feel like I didn't lay the path, but I illuminated it saying, look at, you know, it, it is possible for yeah. you living in Southwestern Ontario, having no background in wrestling and no relatives in it or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It, it can be done. And, and uh, I think he would probably say that. And I think he would, he's probably as excited as me, you know, cause you, you hear about this guy, this young kid and, now working with him at impact and he's putting on these insane matches, yeah. you know, is, is right now in, in the world is, is one of the hottest commodities bell to bell in the world. And the, the honor and the responsibility to share a ring with someone like that is not something that I take lightly. It, it's actually something that I crave, you know, I, the pursuit of that, the, the responsibility and the, the kind of like the position of it is, is something that I'm addicted to. And, uh, and I cannot wait for June 19th. And um, Josh, I will say the same as me is, you know, 
when you watch Slammiversary on June 19th, there will be no mistaking. It, it will be something that people will talk about for a long time. And it's something that we will both be proud of. And it'll be something where it's very clear that nothing was left behind. You know, everything will be put into this because of the position, because of the history, because of the lineage, because of, uh, you know, the responsibility for both of us to, to, to provide something special. And, uh, and we will, that's a guarantee. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I knew you, obviously the pair of you are two badass Canadians. I didn't realize you were quite from the kind of the rough same neck of the yeah. woods. Um, our, so, grew up an hour away from each other. I mean, obviously different age. And yeah. like I said, I, I was on my way out of the province and moving to the United States when he was kind of starting out, but very similar, very similar paths. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, Josh Alexander, uh, so obviously we'll talk about yourself a lot, but Josh Alexander, for me, the first time I saw him, um, I think it still would have been the, maybe the tail end of TNA, but he'd still have been the North anyway. And it's like, man, this guy's good. The, well, the, obviously him and all Eagle, Ethan Page were great together. And then it's the single swimmer breaking out as a singles. And then the dude, like you said, he's just been killing it, knocking out the park week after week, pay-per-view after pay-per-view, having his kind of his brief, the briefest of brief cups of coffee in the big time with the world title. And then finally the journey to get it back. Um, I guess there must be some of the, well, I guess like the, the Canadian pride there as well, where it's just good to see another guy doing well and stepping up. And like you said, very legitimately being one of the best on the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's something in the water in Canada. I don't know what it is, but the fact there's more people living in the state of California than, than in the entire country of Canada, it being such a massive country, people just assume there's this huge population, but it, it's just not true. It's uh, three quarters of the population is in that little sliver at the bottom of Southwestern Ontario where me and Josh grew up and, uh, you know, having people like Brett and Owen and, and uh, Edge and Christian and, you know, you know, Benoit at the time, and obviously he's forgotten for the right reasons and somebody I don't particularly want to talk about because of who he became and what he did. But um, there's a huge history of pro wrestling in Canada. And, you know, you can look to any major company right now. There's Canadians all over it. And it's yeah. uh, it's really cool to see. It's uh, I'm proud to be born and raised there. Um, I'm, I'm proud to, to live in the United States now. I, I love living in this country. It's provided me uh, an absolutely amazing life, uh, living my dream as a professional wrestler and without being able to live here and, and how this company or how this country works and, and, you know, the opportunities that are available to you is amazing. But make no mistake, if you see a Canadian on one of these television shows, they are the best of the best and they had to work yeah. extra hard because it is not easy. It is not easy. Yeah. And, and what you said there, the, the names you touched on, there's always that comparison of like, well, if he's a Canadian, we've seen Bret Hart and Bret Hart to me is the greatest wrestler of all time. So is he going to, the, the expectation goes like, well, are they going to be like Bret? Are they going to be like Owen? Are they going to be Edge Christian, Kenny Omega, your, your good self, Bobby Roode? It's just this, it is like you said, something in the water. Um, yeah. it, it, in terms of the the pride, this will be your eighth, uh, eighth anniversary, I believe. When you look back at the, the previous seven matches, is there one that stands out the most? Will it be the, the triple threat, the cage match for world title defense, maybe what, 2014? Yeah, that's uh, that one was really special. That was uh, one of those things that happened by happenstance. It was it was booked. It was supposed to be me and MVP, and he got really hurt. Uh, a very good friend of mine, a guy I respect a great deal, but in the end, him being hurt was going to be, you know, a, a really hard road to hoe 
because of of the physicality that we were going to have to provide in a cage and uh having bobby lashley and austin aries two guys that i respect to the ends of earth and you know in, in ring you know, i mean austin is my in my opinion one of the, one of the best to ever do it and bobby lashley uh an absolutely gifted physical freak and being able to be in Dallas for that and be, you know, the, the world champion coming in and defending my belt. And I feel that was one of my kind of flag moments in my career saying like, you know, there are lots of people and people still to this day question me as a world champion and that's fine. It's, it's art and uh, everyone's got their opinions and I'm not swayed by it. I, I, I am one of the best, uh, if not the best wrestler in the world. And that's how I view myself and you will never change my mind. And uh, that match, I think was kind of like this kind of flag planting moment for me saying, you know, like he's, he's been a comedy guy and he's done this and he's done that, but he's, he's a legitimate world champion and, and can provide these five-star moments and five-star matches with no matter who he's in there with. There was no story going into that match. The match was, me and uh, MVP. So, the, you know, there's there's no emotional connection to that. There, it's just, okay, now you're wrestling these two guys and it's just about the match and, and holding on to the world title. And, and I feel the three of us nailed it and it's something that I'm very, very proud of. Yeah. Um, and, and what's it like these days? Because your history with Impact goes back to, well, with TNA and the great TNA as it was at the time in 2004. So it's 18 years. Um What's it like now to be one of the the, the more senior figures, the, the mentors, the, the the locker room leader, I guess, in a way, the person that people go to to seek advice, like, right, I need some uh, some assistance on this. I need to get some of these thoughts on this. Where's EY? Yeah, it's uh, I don't know if uh, I'm not super vocal about it. I think if, they, if someone asks me something that I tell them um, for me, I'm I'm going to I'm going to lead by setting an example and that's with how i conduct myself how i carry myself how i perform how i show up ready to work on time how i uh how i deal with people how i uh interact with people that are you know above me and below me um that's that's my leadership that's how i do it i'm not a super raw raw guy i'm not gonna you know, get up on the pulpit and tell them this is how it's done. And you should listen to me because it, you know, the, the reality is, is there is no one way in pro wrestling and it, it is an art form and, you know, people will laugh at that and that's fine, but it is. And uh, it's a billion dollar industry and it's an amazing way to make a living and everyone's got their own way of doing it in their own path. And if they ask me in my opinion, there's something I like or don't like, I'll tell them. And, uh, I'm in a position where I don't have to sugarcoat anybody <laughs> for, yeah. for any reason I get to say and, and, and do what I feel is right. And, uh, it's a cool place to be, man. It's uh it's something that I've earned, but it's not lost on me that it's a, it's a really cool place to be. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the, the cool elements of Slammiversary, which again, uh, Sunday, the 19th of June live on fight is the it's 20 years to the day since end of your ATA's very first ever show, the first episode, the weekly pay-per-views, um, and yourself, like I said, you got involved two years later, it would be your bow in, in TNA as it was at the time. Given the landscape of professional wrestling back then, with obviously WWE, or yeah, it was WWE at that point, they'd eaten all the competition, they'd hoovered up anything. Did you realistically think, man, this uh, this NWA TNA thing, this is going to be going in 18 years' time? Because here we are, it's it's a hell of a lifespan for the company. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if even the people running the company, I don't think, I think if you ask Jeff, yeah. 
if you would have said to him, do you think it's around in 2022? And he would have said, I have no idea. Because I mean, <laughs> the reality is it's the fledgling company, um, the the money it costs and the the work, like the, 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 the amount of work and the amount of hustle and sacrifice that has to be done to get us something like that off the road. Because like you said, the WWE, WWF at the time or whatever, had monopolized the business. Yeah. You know, they had everything and everyone watched that and there was nothing else out there. So, uh, you know, at no point, even when this company was pretending there was a Monday night war, you know, we've never been in competition with them. They're, they're on another level. It's generational. You know, it's grandfather's father's sons. You know, it's been around for hundreds of years, you know, 40 plus years of Monday night raw or whatever it is. It's, it's not something that, that kind of a fan base and that kind of a following cannot be cultivated in five years, 10 years, 20 years. It takes a lifetime. Um, and the company, you know, for sure, like I've been here for a lot of that time and it's had ups and downs, but I can say from coming back from Slammiversary two years ago, um, it's all been positive momentum. You know, yeah. it's uh, the numbers on TV, they can dip and they can, they can drop and then go up and then drop. And that's just the nature of television. That's the nature of ratings um but money is accrued and viewership is accrued in a, a 40 different ways now it's not just about television ratings it's a, has a massive digital presence it has now a, a growing worldwide presence like i know i, I spent a ton, bunch of time over there and we're hoping to get back on tv in the united kingdom and 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 all the other places as well yeah. and it's cool being part of something that was definitely had a foothold in the industry but that foothold grows and grows and grows and grows kind of week to week. And it's yeah. Scott Demore is owed a, a huge amount of respect. Anthem sports is owned a huge amount of respect access TV, a, a huge amount of respect because they let us do our thing. And they don't get in the way. And uh, the, the roster, you know, of, of just this amazing men and women that everyone's doing their own thing. We're all our own business, but it's a really tight net group. And everyone is pulling the rope in the right direction. Yeah. Everybody that understands it truly understands that if I want to do well, impact has to do well first. And, and it's uh, it's the best locker room I've ever been part of, best company I've ever worked for. And and it's not even close, if I'm being completely honest. And uh, have I made more money other places and have I had more exposure other places? Absolutely. But would I trade that things for what I have now? I don't think I would, man. I don't think I would. I'm, this is the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Um, you, you touched on it there. Since you returned, you've been kicking all kinds of ass. But like just the product as a whole, like anybody that will listen, I'll, I'll always be like, man, you need to be checking out Impact because there yep. is yourself. There's Vine by Design. There's Josh Alexander. There's the other Parazzo who's just been on a tear for, for a good few yep. years now. Tasha Steele's obviously, of course, now. Jordan Grace, Matt Cardona's come in. You've, the Briscoes are in these days. Jay White popped. It's just that Moose obviously went on that great run as, as the, the top guy. It's uh, W. Morrissey reinventing himself into a complete beast. So, yeah, it's if anyone's sleeping on Impact out there, get on that. Get on Fight TV on, on the 19th of June to, to watch um, Slammiversary because there's just, there is so much going on. But with Violent by Design, Obviously, Rhino was a part of the group until towards the end of last year and got unceremoniously kicked out. Is there anybody else maybe you've got your eye on to, to bring into the fold? Someone that you think like, yeah, they, they'd be a nice addition. 
Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, that's probably above my pray grade, man. I don't I don't think about it too much. I uh, it's cool because they they do ask, you know, my yeah. opinion, and and the Rital thing was kind of broached to me about it, and I thought it would be a, a cool storytelling element. Um, obviously, a guy that's just been over forever. Yeah, you know, just been been crazy over forever, and uh, a person I've known for years, and a guy that I really respect. Um, and I thought we did some really cool stuff there. Um, as far as other people, like there were some thoughts and some ideas floated all the time. But my opinion right now is uh, we have been a thing for you know a year, year and a half, but we're really just scratching the surface with the three of us. And uh, I, I would keep it just the three of us for now uh, and for the foreseeable future until we get a real foothold. You know, I, I feel like we're definitely a massive part of the show. I think we're definitely um, established as a pretty successful stable in the wrestling world. But there's, there's, what I, I believe with the three guys that were on the, you know, Diener and Joe Doring, we're, we're just scratching the surface of what we can be. And there's so many cool stories that can be told. And uh, I'm just thinking about that right now. Yeah. No need to add people just for the sake of adding people. If it's right and That's it right. makes sense do it and yeah Ryan I remember seeing him for the first time on like Bravo TV here in the UK on ECW and it's just like terrifying when he was just yeah. wrecking people like god and, and he's, he's, a, he's a one still, of one yeah, yeah he's a one of one it's uh, the dude's still doing it now what 20 would have been about 23 years later for when I first saw him I, yeah god good luck to him um I mentioned Jay White then uh Briscoes will come in obviously but Jay White Girls of Destiny the Good Brothers the, the whole Bullet Club thing um we've seen Tomohiro Ishii uh, appearing from New Japan Pro Wrestling is there anybody if because obviously there's the whole multiverse now that 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 was a thing is there anyone you look at in New Japan Pro Wrestling and think yeah I'd love to slap him in the face yeah I mean there's uh the list is long like uh uh, I definitely, I've shared the ring with Tanahashi before, uh, a guy that I respect a great deal. I would love that opportunity again um, when, when when it would be more important. You know, like he was just kind of starting out and I was kind of middle of the road at that point. So yeah. I think there there could be something really special there. Uh, Naido is another guy that I respect a great deal. He was in TNA years ago and a really cool guy and a really super talented person. And I don't think even him... Uh, would have guessed he became the success that he became um you know the the forbidden door the multiverse or whatever you want to call it it's it's a really cool time to be in the business because there is um you know for for two or three of the companies there are no rules you know and and in my opinion it's the way it should always be there's good business can be done and it can be beneficial to everybody. Um, so opening that door again uh, is something that I would love to to run through. And I've spent, you know, some time in Japan, but I really wanted to uh, sink my teeth and, and go back and, and do a, 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 you know, a prominent tour, uh, you know, be part of, of something over there that, that allows me to be there a bunch of time. And I love my time there, uh, but it has been very limited. I haven't been as often as I'd like, and I would love to go back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. 
With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Yeah. Um, when Ocala was in, in TNA, as it was then, did did you guys realize like how talented that guy had the potential to be? Because, I mean, it's fair to say, it, obviously, it's a very different Suchiko Ocala to what we've seen for the last, I guess, 10 years or more. Um, and it, you look back at that and think, oh, maybe they're done more of him. But obviously, he was still very much a young boy learning his trade. But could you see then, like, yeah, this guy's got something. If he can get it right, he's going to explode. Yeah, I think uh, I think Alex Shelley was telling anybody that would listen, you know, because he he knows him and and knows that product very well. I think me and and other people, like you could tell that he got it, you know, yeah. you could tell that he understood. But I don't, I don't think even he knew the the level of star that he was going to become, and and uh, you know the the, the level of matches that he was going to be putting on you know like probably three or four of the top 10 matches over the last five or six years involve him you know yeah. he's a he's a superstar and an absolutely gifted physical performer um it's just wrestling here is different you know it, it does involve other things that because of the language barrier and because of how they're trained and how they view wrestling it, it's harder for them to to be that and and become that it's not that there's not storytelling there. It's just the storytelling there is much different than the storytelling here. It's like uh, athlete versus athlete. You know, it has nothing really to do with good guy, bad guy. And uh, it's just about the match and winning and, and uh, competition and being the best. And that's fine. That's fine. It's uh, it, I love, you know, I can remember being a kid and sending money that I, made cutting grass to some guy that I didn't know in California to send me super, you know, super J cups and yeah. all Japan pro wrestling and FMW tapes. Cause I, I just craved it. I couldn't get enough of it because it was so different. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think 
even if you were to ask him in that moment, he, he probably wouldn't have guessed for himself. And that's often how it happens. You know, it's about persistence and it's about um, right time, right place and doing the right things over and over and over and proving your worth. And he did that. And it's, it's a really cool thing to see. I think I beat him a couple of times, which is a cool feather for me. I couldn't <laughs> tell you hundred percent. Like I said, my, my memory is terrible, but I know we've worked several times and I'm pretty sure I got a couple of pinfalls over him and Tanahashi both. Oh, Obviously, nice. very, very different professionals at that point. If they were losing to Eric Young at that time, <laughs> um, I mean, maybe we can add Josh Alexander to this list after Slammiversary, and maybe one or two more matches. But when you look back across your, your spells with Impact, is there someone that jumps out as a favorite opponent? I mean, you've had so many great matches over the years in whatever role you've been in, and I mean, Bobby Roode, Robert Roode jumps out, James Storm, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. Uh, Sting, like uh, Jeff as well. Is there anyone that jumps out as like, yeah, that's that's the guy. That was the guy I enjoyed it the most with. Yeah, probably. I mean, Bobby Roode would probably be my my favorite. I I think uh, he's one of right now is one of probably the most underrated guys in the world. He I I think he's the perfect pro wrestler. Uh, he's a friend of mine, and it's going to sound biased, but I've I've wrestled everybody you know i mean like you name it i i've I've shared a ring with them and it's nothing against other people like we talked about that three-way between bobby and austin and me uh is one of my favorite matches of all time uh me and bobby versus amw victory road years and years ago was was unbelievable for a bunch of reasons um me and bobby last man standing yeah at wembley is probably my favorite TNA match, impact match of all time. Um, me versus Eddie Edwards, when I was unaware that I had a torn ACL, I wrestled Eddie Edwards on one leg. And yeah. I would put that match against any match for any company anywhere in the world for any time era. I, I think it was really special. Um, me and Rich Swan, I, I think was another really good piece of business and a really, really good part piece of storytelling, something that I'm very proud of. Uh, and he's one of those guys like, I could wrestle him every week and be happy about it for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's off the top of my head, obviously, you know, wrestling sting as like yeah. a person that idolized him, grew up watching him, uh, wrestling him like his first match back after 10 years away was surreal. Uh, wrestling Kurt Angle, I think at that time. And I don't know if a lot of people know, but he was physically really beat up at the time and uh, he got better after, but in that moment it was really beat up and me and his match at uh well, geez, it might even have been Slammiversary. I can't remember, but it was a last man standing and, and he couldn't, they said he can't take, can't take bombs. He can't shoot him off the ropes. He had all these limitations and nobody said the match sucked. And that to no. me is, is a massive feather in my cap. And I had to do all the heavy lifting and I was happy to do it because Kurt was so giving such a professional, such an amazing dude and just an unbelievable talent. So sharing a ring with him was a huge honor beating him in the guy in a, in a false cut anywhere match at the impact zone is a, is probably one of my fondest memories choking him with a prosthetic leg it sounds crazy but it did happen it did happen uh that part that picture surfaces every now and then it's fun man but yeah it's a it's a long list and, and there's a million that i'm forgetting yeah i mean this is just this wrong going back to i mean team canada super ey you pairing up with odb which is just the app that was made for gold for television. There's the whole going up against the main event mafia. There's the, the obviously the, the first world title. There's the return, the second world title, the violent by design. 
uh, up and down the card, winning every title, literally every title there is to win, even the knockout title. It's like Eric Young can and has shown that he's one of the most versatile wrestlers in the modern era. Um, why do you think that is? Like just the openness is it to, okay, they want me to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it the best I possibly can, regardless of where. Yeah, it's- I think it's kind of always been in uh, my number one skill. And like when I'm being in team Canada, I was begging them, like, just give me a character, give me a gimmick of some kind. Cause my gimmick was, I didn't say anything and I was from Canada. Yeah. You know, that was my gimmick. And that was fine for a couple of years, but I wanted more and I wanted creatively. I love to sink my teeth into whatever it is. So then they, I had never done comedy wrestling ever before, never, ever in my life. Um, I didn't know if I could, but I thought I could, and I would get it a try. I say this to guys that ask, uh, you know, what do you think about this? What if they want me to do that? I said, whatever they give you, dive into it head first, because all you're doing is you're creating equity for yourself uh, in showing them that they think that you can do it, or they wouldn't ask you if they didn't think you could. And you saying, yeah, I can do that, and then doing it solidifies that you're a professional solidifies that you're a talent and solidifies that whatever it is that they're wanting you to do. And they think you can do, you can do it. And uh, I'm sure there's been a lot of other wrestlers that have, have seen it from a bunch of different angles, but I think, you know, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody that is, has done the different amount of things that I've done ever in the history of wrestling. And I've said it in promos and, and I, and I mean it, there's, you know, being in a position like me, you have to be confident in what you do. And I, I, I would put me as being one of the best all round performers ever in the history of the business. And that is, that's going to sound cocky and that's fine, but it's, it's, you have to have self-belief and I do. Uh, and then my track record proves it. Yeah. Um, we are going to bring this back to anniversary 2022, but one question I couldn't not ask, well, one topic I could not ask you about is, the, the time in NXT, um, how was that to sit under the learning tree of, of William Regal in particular? Yeah, awesome. Uh, another guy that I, I got along with very well, um, you know, a uh, pretty hands-on guy, uh, would only get involved and tell you something if it's something that he truly believed, um, was critical of, of sanity, but in a good way, because uh, he, he wanted us to do well with, you know, the demo being from... Um, from Ireland and Wolf being German, that's, you know, there's the European connection between those guys and Nikki, obviously. Uh, so yeah, it was something that, you know, he was, a what's the, an ally of ours, you know, yeah. and that's really cool as a guy that I respect. Like there's very few people I respect more than him and, and a guy that I loved, uh, you know, even when I was young and I, I didn't like that he was from another country and he was an <laughs> aristocrat and whatever. And that was his gimmick, but I knew that he was talented and, and loved, loved, couldn't, I couldn't get enough William Regal footage. You know, I just, I, I consumed it. I consumed, like I consumed everything. I was like addicted to it. Yeah. And again, like yourself, a very much a versatile performer that can go and do whatever you want him to do. You want to go out and, and pop a crowd with, with baby face comedy and he'll do it. You want him to be the sniveling heel it could be the best in the business. If you, you plug him into yeah. a main event program, you have him load up just, yeah. Uh, obviously everybody, nobody's got a bad thing to say about uh, his lordship. And obviously it's great to see him uh, killing it at the moment on AEW television. Um, with the, the whole sanity group, which obviously killed it in NXT, got the main roster call up and it just, 
it seemed like you barely got an opportunity. That must be so. I mean, it's not here to it's kind of people over the WWE because uh, it is we're here to talk about impact. But that must be so frustrating when you get the call like, yeah, we're not really going to do much, and then actually we're going to split you up. Uh, EY, you're on your own over to what well, Raw, I think it was at the time. Yeah. After putting in those good few years of work to get to where you did, that that must be a bit of a kick in the backside a little bit. Yeah, definitely frustrating. And like I said earlier, you know, like it's we're not the first people you missed on. I always point out like Kenny Omega might be the best bell to bell wrestler over the last 10 years. He didn't last six months. So, you know, like I, I lasted a lot longer than him. So, yeah. you know, and it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, I don't think it's ever anything personal. You know, I think sometimes it could be looked at that, but I don't think it was it's just a victim of circumstance. And he just decided that he, he didn't like, uh, Killian and didn't like Wolf and he sent them back to NXT and he liked me and he wanted me to go to Raw and we'd think up something and kind of just nothing ever happened. I was never kind of, I was never given an opportunity to show him what I could do. And I went and met with him and pitched some ideas that he kind of liked and was pretty receptive. And I told him, you know, I just said like, look, man, if you can't, if you can't find 10 minutes for me to do something, then you're failing. You know, you're failing yourself and you're failing your company. I said it to his face and I'd say it again. And I don't, believe that had anything to do with me being released i think it's they just decided they wanted to cut down the roster and i was a victim of circumstance i wasn't doing anything and making a pile of money to sit at home and uh, i knew that it was coming uh, i didn't want to admit it but i mean i think i you know it was no surprise to me and uh, i'm a believer in fate i've got it tattooed under my right arm um i'm exactly where i'm supposed to be yeah yeah, which is back in Impact Wrestling, uh, absolutely killing it. Uh, ahead of this big conversation with Josh Alexander at Slammiversary on Sunday, the 19th of June on Fight TV. Make sure to order that pay per view. Um, away from your match, if there's one other match that because it's it's an absolutely stacked card. I mean, we've got the the first ever Queen in the Mountain. There's the Ultimate X match, which they're always just insane to watch. Um, there's the tag match between the Good Brothers and, and the Briscoes, uh, and also there's the, of course the Impact the Originals. With at this time of as we're recording this, there's still two two to be announced uh, competitors in that match on the Impact side against uh, on the No More. But which one of those matches are you most got your eye on? Thinking, yeah, that's gonna that's going to be a great match. I mean, they, they all have the potential to be great matches. Yeah, I, think, I mean, for me, the one that sticks out top of my head right now is the Ultimate X. It's such a, a singular event that was created um, by Impact Wrestling, by TNA Wrestling, Jeff Jarrett. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the management then came up with this. What I think probably looked at at the time is just kind of insane idea. Uh, it kind of took like what we thought and viewed ladder matches as kind of like the next level of that. And uh, that's just the way the wrestling business is. It progresses and it evolves. And um, I think a lot of like really cool moments have come out of ultimate X matches uh, and the group of guys that are in there. Uh, it would not surprise me if it's matched tonight. I'm going to do everything in my power to make that not true. Yeah. But it, it would not surprise me uh, whatsoever. It's it's a tough act to follow the the Ultimate X Man every single time. There's all these matches. It's like somebody does something like, even more nuts. Like I just always goes back to Elix Skipper doing. It's like yeah, yeah. I God, I was there. Yeah, it's I just absolutely nuts. Um, last question, just to wrap things up. Then uh, Eric, if you could uh, right now go back to your younger self, say 2004 when you just arrived in NWATNA as it was then, what advice would you give to uh, to young EY? Um, 
don't worry about things that you can't control and just keep moving forward. And I feel all young wrestlers deal with this and get wrapped up in the politics of it and, you know, this and that. In the end, you you can only control your performance uh, and you can only uh, give what they allow you to give. And I think a lot of wrestling fans have to realize that. Like there's times when it's not your it's not your position to have this crazy, the best match on the show because you don't have time. It's you have eight minutes and that's, that's just the way it goes. You know, it's uh, would I love to have 40 minutes and, and have match of the night every single show? Yes. But sometimes those aren't the cards that are dealt with you to you. And uh, I would say, you know, as a wrestling fan, you know, a person that still is a fan of wrestling and wrestling fans now is try not to think about it too much, you know, just try to enjoy it. And that's, uh, I think, what I would tell my younger self is try not to think about it too much. Just enjoy it. Uh, early on, that was harder for me. Uh, but over the last probably 10 or 12 years, I'm, I, I, I don't worry too much. And it's, I, uh, I don't worry about much of anything, which is a really good position to be. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for giving up so much time. We've, we've cracked on for nearly uh, about half an hour now, so this should be a, a fun chat. Um, Eric, where can people keep up to date with you on the socials? That seems to be the, the thing these days. Yeah, the socials. Uh, I'm the Eric Young on Twitter and the Eric Young IG on Instagram. Um, not a massive fan of social media. Uh, look, it's an amazing tool and it's an amazing way for people to that want to consume things that I'm doing and see things that I'm doing. And I can get the word out. Um, if you send me a message and I don't reply, it's nothing personal. I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a 40 year old man with a wife and a life and, and a million things going on. I, I, I avoid social media when I can. It's, it's a big enough part of my life already. So I'm not on there scouring and responding and AMAs and all this other stuff. I, 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 uh, it is an amazing tool, uh, but don't take it personally. Uh, eventually I'll probably get to it. And if I don't, then come to a show and talk to me then and I'll talk to you and you'll probably get annoyed with me. I'll probably be following you around, but yeah, those are, that's where you can follow me on social, but Slamversary is going to be special. If you're watching this and you're on the fence of getting it, get it, watch it, Absolutely. consume it. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, it's it's a stat card as it is, and there's still certain bits to be announced. So it's yeah, it's gonna be one of the shows of the year, all being well. Um, but yeah, be sure to follow us at WE on Twitter. Follow myself if you want at Culture Left Peg on Twitter. I can't promise it's all that interesting. Uh, and of course, like, share, follow, comment, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Eric Young, thank you very much sir, for coming and giving up some time. I hope it goes well at the 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 weekend of the Slammiversary. I'm sure you'll absolutely kill it yourself and the uh, the walking weapon. Uh, and that's been it for us today at What Culture Wrestling. Uh, we will see you soon. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that... Wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. 